Justin Timberlake, Ellen DeGeneres. No topic is off limits. It's the Ellen exclusive with... My friend Justin Timberlake. They call him Timby. I told him that, and then he asked me to stop calling him Timby. Today at 3 on NBC4. And think there's no reason to stay up until 11? Let's do the math. Four radars, more choppers, and this team equals more coverage at 11. Chuck, Colleen, Fritz, Fred. Call on these four before you call it a night. NBC4 News at 11. Collapse in the value of the country's currency. In the bazaars of Tehran, the Iranian real has been plunging in value at an alarming rate. Against the U.S. dollar, it's worth almost half the value it had just six months ago. The central bank has set a new uniform rate of 42,000 rials to the dollar instead of the 60,000 or more it's reached on the open market. That has prompted a rush to currency exchanges in Tehran by people trying to get hard currency at the new improved rate. BBC correspondent Sebastian Usher reporting. U.S. Homeland Security Secretary Kirsten Nielsen will head to New Mexico for an update on President Trump's proposed border wall. Her trip comes as National Guard members continue arriving on the border under orders from Mr. Trump. Republican governors in Texas, Arizona, and New Mexico have committed at least 1,600 Guard members so far. Nielsen's scheduled to visit new border wall construction efforts Thursday. More at townhall.com. Anytime, any place, anywhere, radio remains the most intimate of all forms of media. At home, at work, in the car, on smartphones. Over 90% of consumers still listen to radio every week. That makes choosing radio as a place to advertise your business one of the best decisions you can make. Email advertise at GCNlive.com and partner up with an experienced GCN representative. Advertise at GCNlive.com. Easy, affordable, effective. Many medicines used to treat colds and flu contain acetaminophen, a pain reliever and fever reducer found in hundreds of over-the-counter and prescription medicines. But taking too much or more than one medication containing acetaminophen per day can damage your liver. So always read the label and don't take acetaminophen if you drink three or more alcoholic drinks every day. To learn more, visit fda.gov slash OTC pain info. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services Food and Drug Administration. If you don't want to hear real facts on social and political issues, then stop listening now. Otherwise, stay right here for real issues, real facts, with real people. Accelerate your culturalization of America. But when the Dems use the argument that we're all immigrants, but, you know, I want to turn into the Tasmanian devil with two clubs in Miami to clear the room. There were immigrants that came here because they wanted to be here. They wanted to learn the American. They wanted the right. American dream. You cannot get the American dream speaking Spanish. Fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to live your life, son. I'm going to deal with topics and issues that will make you think, make you mad, maybe even get you a little embarrassed. Don't go anywhere. The lines are open. You can reach me at 855-REAL-JOE, 855-732-5563. You're always so stupid. Did you take lessons? You're despicable. Welcome back to another session of Sanity right here on the real side. Always, always, always a pleasure to have you with me. And I do, I do so much appreciate the time that you guys spend with us on the air and in the chat room and texting and tweeting. You know, you know the drill, right? Hit up to the website where you can watch live, listen live, take the poll. You can buy the book, the coffee cup. There's all kinds of stuff going on up there. Ramblings of a right-wing Bible-thumping white guy. All the things that you've been taught to hate, you don't have to. Really, the left figured if they stayed on that mantra long enough, you'd hate us all. But guess what? They lost. Didn't work out. All right. 
After the first break, Gabriella uh, Boucher is joining us. She's the president and founder of the Millennial Solution, uh, best-selling author. She's a TED speaker, and you know, she did this TED talk. She did basically tells millennials they need to get up and do something. They need to to live up. Not to the expectation we have, but to the opposite expectation we have of millennials. We'll talk to her more about that. But the one the one that went through me tonight like a red-hot knife is an abortion doctor who says he kills babies because <laughs> it's his Christian calling. Because I, you know, I, I think that was the 11th commandment, wasn't it? Thou shalt kill babies in the womb. I'm just... Apparently, I haven't read that one or that version of the Bible. A Mississippi OBGYN recently stated that he sees it as his Christian calling to provide abortions. Dr. Willie Parker, who practices at the state's only abortion facility located in Jackson, wrote an op-ed for Glamour Glamour magazine. Wow. You remember the days when those magazines were all about, you know, how women looked and clothing and shoes and and uh, styles and stuff. Now it's about abortions too, right? The legislation signed by Governor Phil Bryant last month bans abortions after 15 weeks, four months into the pregnancy. The law notes that the unborn baby's vital organs begin to function at 10, and by 12 weeks he or she has taken on human form. Now Parker wrote in his op-ed, as an OBGYN and a Christian, I see it as my calling to help women in making the decisions that are right for their health. Choose life, because God chose life. And that's Joe, not the doctor. Thou shalt not kill. Right? Isn't that your Christian calling? Anyway. He says he's called to help women make decisions that are right for the health of their lives and their families. I believe it's my duty to meet their heeds without judgment. Not only do restrictive laws make it Harder for me to do my job, but this radical abortion ban is an assault on women across the South. Right. So let's see. Their heart beats at 10 weeks. See, my, my biggest irritant with the, with the loons on the left is not that they decide to try to justify these things, you know, dozen ways a Sunday. What they do, though, is for years they've been bashing on guys like me because I don't believe in science because I believe in God, so I can't believe in science. But when I bring up science about abortion, when I bring up science about transgenderism, they go loony on you. They go sideways. All of a sudden, science doesn't matter. The only thing that matters at that point is how the woman feels. The only thing that matters at that point is how the person who claims to be a transgender feels. It's all about their feelings at that point. So my feelings don't count. Who I want to worship doesn't count. The fact that I believe in a God doesn't count. And, and and the only feelings I'm allowed to have that count are the ones that line up with theirs. He goes on to say, um, before the 15-week ban passed, Mississippi patients already faced multiple barriers to abortions, including a mandatory 24-hour waiting period, a mandatory ultrasound law, 20-week ban, a ban on the use of uh, telemedicine. Well, why shouldn't that be? These are all the things, look, when abortion force came into being, it was it came around because women supposedly, I'm not saying they were or they weren't, but the argument was they went to these abortion clinics that were in seedy areas that were done by coat hanger. Uh, they were dangerous. They were bad, unhealthy. 
And now, and, and, and it was just a blob of cells. They weren't killing anything off. It was just a blob of cells. Right? 24-hour waiting period. My God. Uh, somebody's having an emotional moment. All of a sudden decides they want to have an abortion. Finds a 24-hour abortion clinic. Decides to have one. And then two days later goes, oh, my God. Or even a day later, say, what did I do? I should have thought that out. Why didn't anybody stop me? So what's wrong with a little sanity to the situation, really? Right? The 20-week ban? I don't know. Maybe, maybe they, have a, they had a mandatory ultrasound law. So you actually got to see what was being ripped out of your uterus. You actually got to see what was being dismantled. Right? The law requires that a minor to get parental consent before obtaining an abortion. Why is that bad? I haven't found one of these that should be objectionable to anybody. In an interview with Alternet, Parker explained how he tries to ease women's guilt about obtaining an abortion. A substantial portion of his practice is made up of African Americans. Yes, of course they are. Because that's exactly who Margaret Sanger was going after. That's exactly who she was targeting when she started Planned Parenthood. It wasn't for the good of the country, the good of the people, the good of the women. She specifically wanted to go after the African-American community. He says, many women of color are deeply religious, and I'm quite comfortable talking about the moral, moral and spiritual center, he explained, so I add the dimension to the care I provide. I call it dignity restoration. Yes, for the woman. Not for the baby he's tearing apart. God, can't stand it. Uh, we have to talk about this more at some other time. This is a, a very long article on a guy that really is sick. He is very, very sick. I'm Joe Senior Host. Gabriel Boucher joins me on the other side of the break. We're going to be talking all things millennial. We'll be right back. Stock market up, stock market down. Gold, silver, stocks, bonds, Bitcoin, real estate, cash, and coffee cans. How can I protect my money? Recently, 20 billionaires have come out saying the market will correct. It has to. In 2007, warnings from the Bank of International Settlements about the impending market adjustment went unheeded by many. The bank is making those same predictions again, but my friends over at Landmark Capital can help. Joe Messina here, host of The Real Side with Joe Messina. David Fisher and his team can guide you through the different investment opportunities that would be right for you. Whether it's precious metals, stocks, bonds, real estate, cryptocurrency, or just burying cash in the backyard, let David and the people at Landmark Capital help. No sales pressure. They can tell you in short order if they can help. Give them a call at 844-715-7311. 844-715-7311. Get their free newsletter by signing up at LandmarkGold.com or call now, 844-715-7311. Attention business owners and independent contractors. This is a money-saving message from Tax Mediation Services. If your business owes $20,000 or more in taxes, we can help you today, right now. Listen, dealing with the IRS is no picnic. It's an intimidating and extremely stressful process, and you don't want to go it alone. Our attorneys know every law, every tax break, and every possible opportunity to help you resolve and reduce your tax debt. And if you owe more than $20,000, 
customers, you may be at the top of their hit list. So don't take your tax debt lightly because it will not go away on its own. The IRS can seize your bank accounts, your home, and even shut down your business. Call our tax experts today at 1-800-261-9818 and let us deal with the IRS while you focus on your business. That's 1-800-261-9818. Again, 800-261-9818. Have you checked your Google search results lately? Search results are usually the first impression that people form of you or your business. So make sure that they create a positive impression with ReputationDefender.com. What the Internet says about you can have a big impact on your life and your livelihood, even if it's not true. Fortunately, you can now control how you look online and in online search results with ReputationDefender.com. Call 800-831-0771 now. That's 800-831-0771 for your free reputation analysis. If you have negative material from an ex-employee, upset patient, or former client, newspaper article, legal issue, social media, or other source showing up in your search results, you can combat it with ReputationDefender.com. Our dedicated experts in patented technology can help make your online search results look their best. Call 800-831-0771 to learn more. 800-831-0771. That's 800-831-0771. Or visit ReputationDefender.com. Water is the single most important thing your body needs, so you want to be sure it's the best for you and your family. Since 2005, thousands have depended on Berkey Purified Water. The Berkey Guy provides the lowest priced filtration systems in every size. For incredibly delicious water now and in an emergency, get to GoBerkey.com or call 877-886-3653. 877-886-3653. GoBerkey.com. Non-attorney paid spokesperson. Could your house go into foreclosure? Are you behind on your mortgage payments? Does it seem like the bank has no interest in helping you save your home? And you feel like you have nowhere to turn for help? Then we have good news for you. Foreclosure Protection Services can help save your home as they specialize in foreclosure assistance. That's all they do. If you're behind on your mortgage payments, being threatened with foreclosure, have been denied a loan modification, or been the victim of a predatory loan, it's critical that you call Foreclosure Protection Services now at 800-667-9035. Their network of attorneys and their agents are available to speak to you now. If you're behind on your mortgage payments, Foreclosure Protection Services can help stop the foreclosure process. Call today before it's too late. New laws are in effect that may save your home. Call Foreclosure Protection Services now at 800-667-9035. 800-667-9035. That's 800-667-9035. Fully cooked, ready-to-eat bacon. I'm talking thick, meaty, center-cut, presidential bacon. Savory and delicious. I buy some, I use some, I store some. Awesome. No refrigeration needed with a 10-year shelf life. NASA pack technology. Bacon. Fully cooked, fully hydrated, ready to eat right from the pack bacon or warm and served. Life-saving ready-to-eat bacon. 10-year shelf life bacon. Ships free at FullyCookedBacon.com. FullyCookedBacon.com. I guess you can sum it up in two words. What's that? Get involved. You can't touch this. You can't touch this. You can't touch this. My 
We are back. You're listening to the Real Side on GCN Live. Always a pleasure to have you with me. Yeah. I'll tell you what. If you guys want a free book, I'll send you a free book. My book is Ramblings of a Right-Wing Bible-Thumping White Guy. Now, this wasn't my generation, so you guys do whatever you want. I don't really care. But <laughs> if you – that, that, that was in MC Hammer, right? That that was – you don't know. Figures you wouldn't know. All right. MC, yeah, so – He's thinking, yeah, I know you're too young. I got it. <laughs> He's thinking, can't touch this, right? And he had those big, I don't know, what are they call balloon pants? Air- parachute pants. Parish, parachute <laughs> pants. Oh, God. Every generation has them. Anyway, you got, you got parachute. If you send me a picture, let's see how much guts you got. If you send me a picture of yourself with parachute pants on, guess what? I will send you a free book and maybe even a. And a and if it makes me laugh enough, I'll send you a free coffee mug, too. How's that? Anyway, I, I bet you nobody does it. They're all a bunch of cowards. I bet you don't want them to do it. <laughs> I'm Joe Bacini, your host. Always a pleasure to have you with me again. 855-REAL-JOE, 855-732-5563. I really do appreciate the time that you guys spend with us. Now, you know how much I love to have some fun with the millennials in the world. You know, And, I, and, and my generation, actually, to a degree, created them so I'd like to say my four kids aren't like that, but many are. And I'm picking on the parents as well. But but I got to tell you, I you know, I saw this TED Talk and I was lifted up because she kept talking about how millennials need to step up. They need to step up and pretty much make liars out of us older folks, you know, to, to show that they can do the job. They can rise to the occasion Gabrielle Boucher joins me. She's the president and founder of The Millennial Solution and a best-selling author. you got to check out her TED Talk. Uh, Gabrielle, thanks for being with me today. Hey, thanks for having me. Now, you have to admit something. They are a fairly easy target, are they not? A little too easily. <laughs> and as someone who's studied my generation for over 11 years, uh, unfortunately, I just have to kind of cringe a little bit when when you meet that millennial who just fits the mold a little too well. Like, come on, man, you're making it look bad for the rest of us. <laughs> well, look at it. I, I don't want to paint with such a broad brush to where I say they're all like that because I've met some millennials that are that are go-getters, that, that sit down, they want to learn, uh, they want to glean from us old folks. But I find the, 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 the majority of them don't. The majority of them that I speak with, it's not that it's not so much that I owe them, but they've been brought up in this environment where it's almost like they have a uh, what do they call that bubble wrap around them all their lives. I mean, yeah. am I way off or what? No, no, you're right. Yeah, we don't all wake up at noon. Some of us, you know, wake up at ten a.m. Um, <laughs> but this, this, the fact that this generation does get that wrap of being entitled and and being. Um, being addicted to technology. I talk about it in my book, Five Millennial Myths, that what I found in studying millennials is it's not necessarily that millennials are entitled. It's really another E-word that we don't talk about, and it's expectations. This generation has a different set of expectations, and those expectations may or may not be appropriate. So whether that's they're expecting you know, a, a raise you know, and, and a hug every six months, um, from their employer, or their expectation is that you know you as as a boss or you as a parent are going to be more transparent about your decision making process when you know maybe you were raised in an era where it was because I said so. So really, I think that's where the conversation needs to 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 land is 
can we talk about expectations of this generation, discuss whether or not they're appropriate, and adjust where accordingly? But can you change them? I mean, they've been taught this their whole lives, and you're right. You know, we saw it start to happen in the last years that we owned our business, but, you know, they have been uh, taught to question that they're that, that they actually matter in the workplace because you know as well as I do in some places, it's kind of like just do your job. I don't need your input right now. I need you to be productive this week. And if you want to approach me off hours or at a different time, yeah, sure, I'm more, I'm more than willing to talk with you, correct? Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I think, you know, saying that, you know, that they've been doing this their entire lives, keep in mind millennials are ages 18 to 37. So we're talking about a really wide swath of the population. Millennials are the largest part of the workforce. Uh, we're the largest part of the consumer market as of 2017. Uh, by 2020, we'll be the largest part of the voting block. Um, so this really is a massive generation. It's not a, a generation that's going to go away anytime soon. But, you know, keep in mind, we're also still very young. Uh, and, and we really can be incredibly um, influenced, I think, for good. I think, um, you know, many baby boomers remember, you know, entering into the workforce and being told, you know, you need to cut your hair and you, you, need, you need to shape up. And, and, and each generation has their own kind of coming of age experience. I think my generation has been really amplified um, by the Facebooks, the Twitters, the Instagrams. And, and by kind of this uh, bifurcation of, of generations by their use of technology. Well, yeah, okay, but when you say that, it's really funny. This is a funny commercial on TV that, that I always got a kick out of. And the girl's sitting at the table, and she's looking at her Facebook page, and she says, you know, I feel so bad for my parents. They only have 60 friends. I have 400. You know, they're, uh, and she's going on and about how they're out in the woods playing on their bikes because – they don't have anybody to talk to online. And, right. and I keep yeah. saying, Mike, you know, think about you guys. You know, the millennials have been brought up where life revolves around that interweb thing, doesn't it? Well, we're actually seeing an interesting fallout. And, and sure, you know, the, the so. Facebook debate and even the, the delete Facebook um, is certainly really popular today with Zuckerberg testifying before before Congress earlier today. But but there has been an interesting move of millennials, particularly older millennials who are moving away towards social media dependency uh, because we grew up in an era, you know, I'm 29 years old. I remember having to sign on to the Internet and in the dial tone <laughs> and you couldn't be on the phone <laughs> at the too. same time. Right. I mean, we're, we're vintage models because we remember that. Um, the, the real concern, I think, is, is for parents, politicians, and, and, and business owners to worry about the next generation, Generation Z, born after the year 2000, who doesn't remember what it's like to not have a smart device, who pick up phones and, and, and you know, speak into them whether or not, you know, Siri's listening or not. So I, I think that there's, you know, every generation is going to have their own challenge. Again, I think my generation has got to take ours seriously. And, and, and my message to my generation of the work that we do with the millennial generation is to bridge the generation gap. But you also, too, have to challenge my generation to step up rather than expecting older generations to, to constantly change to cater to a new and younger generation. But i got to tell you something. When I talk to guys my age that have their businesses and they've had their businesses for a while, and as you say, you know, they come into the workforce, the biggest complaint I get is they have to be handled differently. They have to be talked to differently. You know, we're we're... And again, I I can only speak a certain way, so I, I'm not trying to put them down. But, you know, our thanks right. for working every week was that paycheck we got on Friday. We knew that if we got a paycheck instead of a pink slip, we were in. We could actually come back next right. week. 
you know, my understanding is now it's a constant pat on the back on a daily basis, telling them what a great job they're doing and just constantly reassuring them that they're okay. And with that, we've got to go to a break. I'm Joe Messina, your host. We'll be back in a second. I'll allow Gabrielle to answer that on the other side. We'll be right back. have an American flag that was made everywhere else but America? Joe Messina here, host of the Real Side Radio Show. I'm always asking you to buy items made in America whenever you can, and I'm putting my money where my mouth is. I own and fly an American flag made by Grace Alley, and I love it. I can hardly walk by it without saluting. Let's keep the unemployment rate low and buy American. Grace Alley flags are made right here in America by American workers. These embroidered flags are made well, and you'll be proud to fly them. Stop sending your money overseas. Keep it right here in America. These flags are fully endorsed by the U.S. government for all American flag requirements. You can find them on Amazon at gracealley.com. Get one for the house, the office, well, and your bedroom. Why not? Again, you can find them at Amazon and gracealley.com. God bless you, and God bless America. Hunters, anglers, campers, and survivalists. Get back to nature. Expand your horizons with the highest quality, most versatile, unique slingshots and slingbows on the market at slingbow.com. Slingbow products are compact and models start from just $17.98. They're perfect for your bug out bag or storing in your vehicle. Give yourself and your loved ones the excitement and tradition of slingbow. A new frontier in archery and truly modern twist on this primitive survival tool. Feel the thrill only at slingbow.com. We all have heard about the benefits of fish oils, but what about the presence of heavy metals, PCBs, dioxins, furans, and other contaminants found in fatty tissues of fish? GCNteam.com recognizes this risk and offers IFOS certified tested omega-3 fatty acids. EPA, DHA, insist on IFOS omega-3 fatty acid certification. Get the best at GCNteam.com or call 877-878-4203. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Frustrated trying to get business capital? Want to take the slow process and rejection out of the equation? GCNloans.com removes the slow, irritating approval process. Instead, get quick, simple funding. Powered by David Allen Capital, 80% of our pre-qualified clients are approved in days. Pre-qualify at GCNloans.com and get your money this week. It's that easy. GCNloans.com. That's GCNloans.com. Aging is one thing that affects everyone. George has talked about the power of stem cells for years. Now there's a new serum that harnesses that stem cell power to bring back your youthful look. Beverly Hills doctor, Nathan Newman. Stem cells are basically our fountain of youth. This is what maintains our body's reparative regenerative abilities. As we age, every cell breaks down and has to be replaced, and what replaces it is the stem cell. Dr. Newman and Jeunesse have developed Luminess. Luminess. 
Lumines takes the science of stem cells using the same growth factor complex that literally heals our cells, slowing the appearance of the aging process. Apply Lumines twice daily and on average, see results in a week. Learn more, watch our video, and order today at a special Coast website, healthylooking.com. Plus, there's a 30-day money-back guarantee. Again, that's healthylooking.com. Lumines for a healthier, much younger, better-looking you. Buy now at healthylooking.com. Face it, today's electric power grid is more vulnerable than ever. From natural disasters to EMP attacks and hacking, the grid could be crippled for days or even decades in the most dire scenarios. Visit quantumharvest.net to see our built-to-last EMP-protected solar power systems. While millions suffer, you'll have vital power for water pumps, refrigeration, and sanitation. Now that's peace of mind. EMP-protected solar power systems for every need and budget. See our full range at quantumharvest.net. Welcome back. Ah, this is just a fad. To the real side. Well, fad or not, it's here to stay. With Joe Messina. And it's killing your show in the ratings. This is The Real Side. We are back. This is The Real Side on GCN Live. Always a pleasure to have you with me. 855-REAL-JOE, 855-732-5563. I really do appreciate the time that you guys spend with us on the air and in the chat room and texting and tweeting and just being involved in the conversation. We have a live chat room for you older folks, probably non-millennials. We have a chat room up on the regular website, therealside.com, or you can head over there to the uh, Facebook page. But now I'm being told that Facebook is like only for the old guys, so... Wherever you get it, you get it. I prefer you get it online. We have smartphone apps. We have all that fun stuff. But let me get right back to uh, my next guest because this is this is definitely one of my most favorite and most confusing topics. I've asked uh, Gabrielle Boucher to join me. She's the president and founder of The Millennial Solution, also a best-selling author. And catch her TED Talk. It was really quite informative as to how she approached the uh, millennials. And, Gabrielle, thanks for being with me today. Yeah, thanks for having me on. You know, it's it's always again because they're so they're so perplexing. You know, when some I, I went to a call center the other day. I didn't, I didn't tell you this during the break because I I just thought about it. Was I went to a call center the other day and it was all all and I mean all millennials there and they're making calls and they're having to, they're doing surveys so they're having to ask questions and fill things in as they go. Up on the wall, I first thought that the monitor was a call chart, but when I came around the corner and looked at it. There were two television sets. One was a um, a movie that was playing with subtitles because you couldn't, you know, the, the volume was really low on it. The other one was a video game that somebody was playing while they were at the table making those phone calls. And I'm going, okay, man, if they can multitask like this, every one of these guys should be, you know, part of the Millionaire's Club. You know what I'm saying? Right. They're a whole yeah, different it, it, breed. <laughs> It's a myth of multitasking, my friend, and, and I see it all the time. And, and I think 22-year-olds, 52-year-olds, I think everyone um, falls prey to it to a different extent, this idea that we think we can do multiple things at the same time. But um, I mean, if you've ever driven home you know, after a long day at work and don't remember your drive, 
uh, you know just how you know how incredible the the power of autopilot really is. You know how did you stop at that stoplight? You know did you cut that person off? You know we still don't know, but um, but I think my generation is more likely to go towards those multitasking um, components because as a generation, many of us you know, did homework while watching TV or listening to music. Mm -hmm. And so it's become muscle memory for them to have multiple forms of input at the same time. And, and um, as a business owner myself, as someone who works with business owners and leaders and analyzes my generation and helps companies attract and retain them, I can tell you that, um, that it's, it's a myth and a lie that each of us, millennial or not, can actually effectively multitask. We task no. switch. We don't multitask. <laughs> Yeah, again, and sitting there watching them do that, I was thinking to myself, my God, and there's so many other things that they don't seem to be able to deal with. You know, um, we've got a lot of friends because of my age. I've got a lot of friends in the HR world. They've been at it for a long time. And they say one of the issues they have is that when you get further back to the baby boomer types and you had to correct them, uh, you could sit with them in a room and you could have a conversation as to where you felt they were lacking in, in, in their work. They were lacking what they needed to do. Now, nobody likes that. Nobody likes to be told that they're not being successful or, or they're not doing their job, if you would. But they said that it, it's a total different animal in the way they have to handle millennials. You can't come in and say you're not doing your job. Your production isn't where it needs to be. You have to start everything off in a what I call in a foo-foo light. You have to claim it. You know, we know you have a lot to do. We know you have things going on at home and You've got the, you know, we really need you to try to, it's like I, at that point I would have swallowed my tongue. It would be over for me as a boss. Are you fighting the same thing in your world? Yeah, well, we actually teach companies how to give effective feedback to millennials because um, by just telling them how great they are, um, you're not actually helping them improve. But frankly, they're not even listening to that part. Most people are taught to give feedback like we call it the Oreo cookie. You're really great. Please improve on this you're really great. Um, we actually teach the stoplight method where it's stop doing this, keep doing this, improve on this. And, and more and more millennials we actually interview and collect data on are asking for constructive criticism. But you're right, though, Joe, how you're giving that feedback is certainly different. Another generation, the only feedback that they got was you're not fired, right? And, right. and now we've got 360 reviews and now we have, you know, daily reviews. Um, this is a generation, my generation, um, who lives in a feedback-centered environment where we know, you know, how many likes or shares something's going to get within 24 hours. And, and I think that it's only um, understandable that my generation wants to know how they're doing their job. So um, it is a mindset shift. Millennials don't want feedback because, you know, they're little baby narcissists. Um, as much as many of us think think that they are, uh, millennials are requesting feedback because they're wanting to to have more significance, and that's not a millennial thing. That's a human thing. Well, you know, I, I, but I but I find in talking with them or listening to them talk too, is you just and you just hit it. To, they're looking at how many likes they're going to get. Look at me. Look at what I have going on. You know, I've got to get this out there. I want people to see what I'm doing. I don't. Is it because of technology? Is it because of the way they were raised? I mean, seriously, I'm, I'm, I'm always amazed at watching how they're trying to pull that attention towards them. Well, this generation has certainly been raised where, you know, we are so used to sharing our life with the world, um, you know, whether that's what we had for breakfast or, you know, yep. or, you know, <laughs> where we're going to, you know, on vacation with our friends. 
Um, and, and that's because millennials see community differently, where our community is global in, in scope. And, and I think that that um, can be a challenge for millennials to overcome and have a personal connection um, with, a, with a person sitting across the, the coffee shop with them. Um, but I think it's also really powerful that I think millennials do understand what it means to be a brand ambassador kind of intrinsically, um, that they have a platform, this social media platform, and they can use it um, to make uh, an incredible impact in the world. Yep. And, and I think that we see more and more millennials utilizing it for that, whether it's you know fundraising for a cause they care about or sharing a message um, about a movement that they care about. Um, I think that this generation kind of naturally gets uh, virality in a way that other generations kind of are, are still scratching their head, heads and trying to figure out. Yeah, y- years ago, being in the computer world, uh, a client of mine had set up a room with a, almost 100 computers in there, and he had a bunch of young people in there, and they had smartphones. They had chat rooms open up on their screen. They had Facebook, and this goes way back because they had that, what was it, uh, Space? What was the AOL one? MySpace, right? And they were selling product. They were actually an advertising house. And they were selling product because these kids were going into these chat rooms and places like that and talking about using this product. And the, and the place was, he had a couple of hundred people working for him. And they were all young people. And it was working. And you could, he says, look, the young people don't look at the newspaper. They don't listen to radio ads. This is how they're going to communicate in the future. It, it absolutely is. And, and old school marketing used to be, you know, nine out of 10 dentists recommend this toothpaste. <laughs> and that's why you trusted it. Um, but now it has nothing to do with the, the, the guys in the, in the white coats. It has everything to do with how many um, how many likes or shares it is. So it's moved away from expertise and more towards a democratic movement of, of marketing. And, and so I think it's it's extremely powerful for a brand or a movement to get the word out there is, you know, can you get enough people excited about it? But more than anything else, millennials, and this is important, millennials trust each other over they trust experts. And so that means if you're a brand trying to get out there, if you're a politician, if you're, you know, an employer saying, you know, that, you know, we're the best, we're expert approved, isn't going to win the trust and respect of a generation as quickly or as effectively as if you get millennials who will respect their peers or people like them, not necessarily their age group, but people like them over someone who claims to be an expert. You know, I think it's interesting. I don't know if you were watching the Facebook. Um, I mean, Zuckerberg, for all intents and purposes, is a millennial, correct? Of course. Yep. Yeah. He's, he's kind of the chief millennial. <laughs> yeah. So you you look at this, and the thing that I have heartburn with at times is they're looking up to a 33-year-old young man. And don't get me wrong. There are a lot of smart 33-year-olds. But he's had, for all intents and purposes, he's had one job. He's had one success. He's still young, you know, experientially. And there was a lot of support around him. Not that he didn't do it on his own. Don't don't get me wrong. I mean, he did what he did. But yeah, I look at that success and I say, why do we look at somebody like that and think that he's just so wonderful, so smart, deserves so much respect? And don't answer because we're going to commercial. I'll let you do it on the other side of the break. Joe, <laughs> senior host. This is the real side. Don't go far. We're talking millennials. It's always a lot of fun on this show. We'll be right back.
Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, the inventor of MyPillow. And like all of you out there, I had problems sleeping. Pillows would go flat. I would flip-flop all night long. I would wake up with a sore neck, maybe a headache, or feel like I needed a nap even though I slept eight hours. When I invented MyPillow, I wanted it to where you can move the patented fill to give you the exact support you need as an individual, regardless of sleep position. MyPillow will get you into that deep REM sleep faster, and you will stay there longer. It's not about how much time we spend in bed. It's about how much of that quality sleep we get. I do all of my own manufacturing right here in the United States. I have a 10-year warranty. You can wash and dry my pillow, and I give you a 60-day money-back guarantee so you have nothing to lose. And here's my best offer ever. You can buy one of my pillows and get one absolutely free. Go to MyPillow.com or call 800-870-0305 and use promo code GCN. That's MyPillow.com or 800-870-0305 with promo code GCN. What would your life be like if you woke up each morning with new vitality, feeling better than you have in years, and you noticed a difference in your sleeping patterns, blood sugar levels, and had a sense of well-being overall? There's something that is changing thousands of people's lives, and you could be one of them. It's called Heart and Body Extract. Sharon Harris, co-creator of Heart and Body Extract, talks about the positive effects of Heart and Body Extract. What happens with the formula Heart and Body Extract is it's giving the body the necessary vitamins, minerals, amino acids, enzymes, and phytonutrients so, so the body will heal itself. And yes, the body does have the ability to balance blood pressure, balance cholesterol, clean and unclog the arteries. It can also work on uh, balancing the circulation for diabetics. So the body is an amazing thing. It simply needs some help so it has the tools to heal itself. Heart and Body Extract gets results. To order your two-month supply, call now, toll-free at 866-295-5305. Order online at hbextract.com. Attention business owners and independent contractors. This is a money-saving message from Tax Mediation Services. If your business owes $20,000 or more in taxes, we can help you today, right now. Listen, dealing with the IRS is no picnic. It's an intimidating and extremely stressful process, and you don't want to go it alone. Our attorneys know every law, every tax break, and every possible opportunity to help you resolve and reduce your tax debt. And if you owe more than $20,000, you may be at the top of their hit list. So don't take your tax debt lightly because it will not go away on its own. The IRS can seize your bank accounts, your home, and even shut down your business. Call our tax experts today at 1-800-261-9818 and let us deal with the IRS while you focus on your business. That's 1-800-261-9818. Again, 800-261-9818. Eating, working, living pain-free. These are things many of us take for granted. But for many adults with disabilities who are elderly or have serious medical issues, dental care is simply unaffordable. Dental Lifeline Network is looking for dentists who can change this. DLN is asking dentists and their teams to volunteer to just see one of the many patients in need. You can literally change a life. When you volunteer with DLN's Donated Dental Services Program to C1, you treat a pre-qualified patient in your office at your convenience. We handle the details so you can focus on the care. Lack of dental care can lead to the inability to have life-saving surgery, eat or contribute to our community. If you are a dentist or know a dentist, please share this message. Will you see one? Visit willyouseeone.org to help change one life in your community today.
My name is Marjorie Wildcraft. I'm the founder of The Grow Network, which is an online community of people who produce their own food and medicine. We are really into backyard self-reliance. If you want this lifestyle, I suggest your first step be to learn some basic home medicine. Just the other day, my 18-year-old son came to me and said, Mama, I got a sore throat. Can you fix me up? And I said, Sure, Ryan. And in about 24 hours, he was better. The best home medicine for you to start out with is garlic. It's an amazing natural antibiotic, and I can show you how to use garlic to handle ear infections, sore throats, colds, and flus. As a way for you to get to know a little bit more about me and the Grow Network, I've written up an easy introduction on how to use garlic. It's at gcnwellness.com. Now, the station manager told me that I needed to say the URL at least twice, even though it feels kind of weird. But if you're interested in backyard self-reliance, you are one of us. Go to www.gcnwellness.com and let's connect up. Would you mind telling me whose brain I did put in? And you won't be angry. I will not be angry. Abby, someone. Abby someone. Abby who? Abby normal. We are back. You're listening to the real side on GCN Live. Always a pleasure to have you with me. And I so much appreciate the time you're spending with us on the air. In the chat room, texting, tweeting, and being part of the conversation, hey, head up to the website, realside.com, where you can watch live, listen live, take the poll, give me your email address. We send out an email once a week, once a week to let you know some of the topics we're going to be dealing with, some of the people we'll be talking to, and uh, yes, we do try to sell stuff, but unlike Obamacare, we don't force you to buy anything, so you can just uh, do what you want to do. You can ignore it all you want to, and uh, I'll always, I'm always looking for suggestions for guests. If you send me an email in the subject line, I want you to put a capital T-R-S, so I know you're not trying to sell me anything, and then tell me the topic and maybe even the guest we might want to have on. So, you know, my fa- one of my favorite topics, which is millennials, I've got uh, Gabrielle Boucher joins me. She's the president and founder of the Millennial Solution. Also, she's a best-selling author and has a TED Talk. you got to go check it out. I did. I watched it. And it's got some good insight as to how millennials operate and what they're thinking and what they have to deal with. Again, Gabrielle, thanks for being with me. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm having a ton of fun, Joe. <laughs> good, good. You know, uh, I should charge people to leave the mic on during the break because I think some of the better conversations have during the commercials than other times. You know, we were talking about um, cars and you know, I come from I come from the muscle car era. I only care how fast can I get that car from zero to sixty. I'm not really interested in how much fuel it's burning. And I told you in the last five or six years, I've watched the car commercials go to not so much how much gas miles it's getting, but look at the technology it has. You know, in my day, it was about the lines on the car, how sleek it was, how it looked. Now you don't even hear about that. It's technology. Is it green? How far can you go on a charge? It's a whole different way of approaching, isn't it? It's, it really is completely different, and it really is all about what that car says about you. And I think it's back to that conversation we had on the other side of the break is that millennials are 
brilliant brand ambassadors. And, and now, you know, every time you buy a car, uh, they stage it for you, you know, whether there's the, the big bow on it or, you know, they have this whole staging because they know people are going to want to buy a car and take a picture of it and put it on social media. Uh, so it's it's a completely different interaction you now have with a with a with a buyer um, if you're looking to sell to frankly a generation that does something and instantly wants to share it with their audience. Yeah, it's, it's you know, and again, I, I I know I'm hitting a whole bunch of points with you, but you, you know, you look at what millennials are doing today. You know, you, some of the things that they're waiting longer to get married if they get married at all. They're waiting longer to buy homes. Is it because these things aren't important to them? Is it because these things are too scary to enter into? Uh, I'm really, really curious because when you see what's going on in the social world and you we hear constantly about safe spaces at work, safe spaces at colleges, are, are they are they a generation that just is having a hard time with commitment? Well, we're actually seeing that millennials are, in fact, taking about seven years longer to do things like get married, have a kid, you know, et cetera, those things that used to traditionally be, you know, the things that adults do. And the implications of that are actually quite, quite large, everything from, you know, urban planning to, you know, companies who are looking to sell to that particular group. Uh, so it, it really, it certainly is interesting, but why they're not actually getting married or having kids is even more interesting. The number one reason millennials say they're not getting married is student loan debt. So we've got about $38,000 on average that millennials have in student loan debt. So they're not looking to jump into marriage right away because they're already having to pay off essentially their own version of a mortgage and student loans before making that big next step in their life. Wow, yeah. And and I'll tell you what, you look at what some of these kids get dragged into, and I do mean kids getting dragged into these you know schools that are just charging so much money for education. I don't believe education should be totally free, but I don't think it should cost what I've seen it cost some people out there, you know, and we've allowed these colleges to get away with it and saddle these young people with debt. But but again, I even joke about some other things. When you look at some of the classes given at these colleges, how many archaeologists do we need? Right? I mean, somebody needs to somebody needs to really give some uh, have a reality check with some of these young people as to what the chances of them really being able to go into the field they want to go into and, and be successful at it, don't you think? Yeah, I could not agree with you more. I was at the, the White House just a few weeks ago for a forum on millennials with uh, Ivanka, the president, um, Secretary Costa, and others discussing this very thing about workforce readiness, that we're a generation that really wasn't, if you're going to, to college, what college are you going to go to? And so because of that, we really overinflated an entire generation of, of employees um, with an education that, frankly, for many of them, it's just not applicable to, to, the, to the needs of the market. And so because of that, we have a huge um, uh, an empty um, kind of nester feeling when it comes to things like trades and manufacturing, the skilled workforce, frankly, what I call the, the legacy industries that have built up this country and, and so we've actually spent quite a bit of time over this last year. We've studied millennials in manufacturing and the trades to discover how do we recruit a new generation to get into these industries that not only are uh, incredibly lucrative, uh, yep. but are incredibly fulfilling as well. Well, it's, look, at I, I got elected to a school board and I got elected on Career Tech Ed. It was my push. It was what I was t- talked about on a regular basis. And trying to get parents to understand that today's automotive mechanic is not the grease monkey of the 1950s. It's a whole different oh, yeah. animal. 
the machinist. It's a not tech the mach- job. It's, exactly. It's, forgive me. You, you don't have to be as mechanically inclined as the guy in 1950s. You plug that little thing in the computer and it says, hey, go replace this. Um, but but you're right. It's not as dirty. They get paid well. Today's auto mechanics are making 60, 70, 80 grand a year when they first get started. There's nothing wrong with that in today's world. So it's also a mindset that we have to change, you know, between parents and even young people. Because I don't see, as you as you brought up, you don't see a lot of young people even wanting or asking to go into those fields, do you? You really don't. And I think that... Um, I think that it's a it's a tragedy on the on the parts of, of my generation who's actually missing out on some really incredible, really fulfilling work. Uh, but also too, I think that um, our, our parents and, and and indeed the career counselors that we went to, yeah. you know, who've frankly been a, a joke in many instances, never even giving us the option uh, to pursue these types of careers. And so that's something that uh, my firm, the Millennial Solutions, spends quite a bit of our time working on, is actually working with leaders in trades and manufacturing to help them recruit a generation um, who's seeking fulfilling work um, and for an industry who's frankly going to be experiencing the largest generational power handoff they've certainly ever experienced. Oh, look at, I, I tell people all the time, try to find a carpenter to fix something at your, a finished carpenter. Try to find yep. an electrician, uh, uh, a plumber. Or a plumber. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And listen, I've got friends that are plumbers. They make pretty darn good money, and some of them make as much money as, as some of our attorneys that I know. So to think that these are the jobs of old where people look down on some of these trades, which they sh- should never have done, but these trades have been poo-pooed uh, to these younger people. You know, the other part of this I want to hit you with is because they send smoke, and they do, they spend a lot of time, millennials spend a lot of time online, in social media. On Doesn't it take the personal touch away? Doesn't it take true sensitivity away? Is this what's making them a little more sensitive to what's going on around them? Well, I, I think it certainly made a big impact. I mean, listen, I uh, I met my husband on Facebook. We didn't get married on Facebook. But um, <laughs> but w- there are plenty in my generation where, you know, they they – you know, they meet each other, they hook up, they break up online. There's kind of a, um, a distancing of what, you know, can be uncomfortable or awkward. You're not going up to someone at a bar anymore. You're finding them on Tinder. So I think that we really removed a lot of the social interaction that, frankly, our society has been based on, kind of the good, the bad, and the ugly. And, and I think that, that the implications of that haven't quite filled out. Um, sure, we're seeing a younger generation that doesn't make eye contact, that, you know, gives, you know, very weak handshakes. He doesn't have conversations with, with adults. But I think the bigger implication is, you know, everything from, you know, how, how are you handi- handling conflict inside of marriage? How are you handling challenges when you have a, a client coming after you? Uh, how are you handling ch- uh, these kind of issues as a society? I think we're starting to kind of see the impact of that, certainly with the Me Too movement and, and, and quite a bit of the other movements that millennials have kind of been the spearhead of um, in kind of the safe space economy that you've been talking about. Um, but I, I certainly think that, that this generation has some really serious hurdles to overcome. I think we have the DNA to do it, um, but I think that it really is going to have to start with us with, of course, first taking responsibility, but also yeah. to keeping each other accountable to actually make um, this world the, the kind of place that, that we think we can make it. Well, Gabrielle, I wish I wish more people, more millennials, if you would, 
had your attitude towards, okay, people, it's time that we get up, we step up, and we do the things that we're called to do. You know, I saw that in your TED Talks, and, and I'm, I've asked people to go check it out. We're pretty much out of time. Tell people where they get more information. You buy your book and that kind of thing. Yeah, you bet. Well, you can learn more about us, our firm, and what we do with our clients at millennialsolution.com and learn more about me and my books uh, and the conferences that I speak at at gabriellebauchet.com. Well, Gabrielle, it's been a pleasure having you with me. You should open up in L.A., I'm telling you. You probably could 20 satellite offices out here. Hey, I'm Joe Bacini, your host. Always a pleasure. Listen, we're going to talk about the Zuck. That's right. We're going to talk about Zuckerberg in the next hour and about what he went through today. In, well, I don't know if he went through anything, but we'll, we'll talk about what he did today when we come back. Genesis Communications Network, GCN. News this hour from townhall.com. I'm Ron DeRockstra. The much-anticipated face-off between Mark Zuckerberg and lawmakers took place today on Capitol Hill before a joint Senate hearing. The Facebook CEO took questions about data mining firm Cambridge Analytica, which accessed the private information of some 87 million Facebook users during the presidential campaign. Senator Richard Durbin got right to the heart of the matter when he asked Mark Zuckerberg, how does it feel to have your personal information exposed? Would you be comfortable sharing with us the name of the hotel you stayed in last night? Um, uh, no. Justin Timberlake, Ellen DeGeneres. No topic is off limits. It's the Ellen exclusive with... My friend Justin Timberlake. They call him Timby. I told him that, and then he asked me to stop calling him Timby. Today at 3 on NBC4. And think there's no reason to stay up until 11? Let's do the math. Four radars, more choppers, and this team equals more coverage at 11. Chuck, Colleen, Fritz, Fred. Call on these four before you call it a night. NBC4 News at 11.